Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. For Friday, September 16th, I'm your host, Victor Manash. On today's show, we're talking about the driver for the value of real estate. Some people will tell you that location is the number one factor influencing the value of real estate. Size and features of the property might be another factor affecting the price of, say, a new home. Those are both important factors, to be sure. But if we look back at the great financial crisis, which started in 2008 and over a five-year period decimated real estate, we can learn a number of lessons which would apply to today's market conditions. 2008 was not a real estate crisis. It was a banking crisis which affected bank liquidity in a negative way. Banks lost the ability to lend while their balance sheets were a mess, and it took considerable time for those balance sheets to get back in order. In the meantime, borrowers could not arrange financing for new originations or refinance. Ultimately, many lost their homes to foreclosure. I remember financing new construction projects in Philadelphia back in 2012. The debt service on those properties was at a 6% interest rate on a 20-year amortization. We were not happy with those loan terms, but we had very little choice. At least we got the properties financed with permanent financing, and we were able to replace the more expensive construction loans with a stabilized loan product. Fast forward to today, interest rates are back up at 6%. The difference is that we can still get financing. It's expensive compared with the past few years, but at least you can still find financing. Back in 2012, getting financing of any kind was not a sure thing. The demand for houses was primarily driven by the institution's loose lending policy combined with low interest rates. And over the last five years in particular, we've seen low interest rates and tremendous liquidity caused a significant amount of asset price inflation. Now, last year, there was the crowd arguing that the inflation we're experiencing is going to be transitory. That's been replaced with a variation on that theme. The current round of inflation was caused by the emergence from the pandemic, and that should peak around mid-2022 and decline back to 2% that we've experienced over the past 25 years. The central bank playbook of the past 25 years appears to be the definition of normal. Whenever there's a problem, the central bank will step in, print some cash, buy some bonds, and all will be good. We just need to wait a bit more, and interest rates will drop. The central bank will become stimulative again and will enjoy another hit of the drug that the economy has become addicted to. But what if that thesis is incorrect? What if inflation was actually being held artificially low over the past 25 years by factors that no longer exist? We need to understand why inflation was being held so low. With the introduction of computers and the internet and with globalization, all three of these caused a long-term drop in the cost of production. Labor costs have been falling in real terms, either through immigration of people who are willing to do the work for a lower wage or by exporting the job to somewhere else in the world where someone was willing to do that job for a lower wage. Well, that globalization trend has run its course and it's largely been exhausted. And there's some things that just can't be outsourced. I can't outsource cutting my lawn to India, and I can't outsource shoveling my driveway to the Philippines. We've seen very little wage growth in the U.S. over the past year, but it's now starting to happen. A study by the Atlanta Fed showed that if you switch jobs in the past year, your income was up 6.7%, still below inflation. But if you stayed in your current job, your income was only up 4.9% in the past year. That's a significant spread. We're going to see an awful lot of labor mobility in the next little bit. Wages will need to catch up to inflation. Now, over the past 25 years, if, if wages were rising too fast and the job was repetitive, you could replace the job with a piece of technology. And there's still some more jobs that can be replaced, but that too will eventually become an exercise in diminishing returns. We're going to see another round of wage increases that will ultimately appear in the consumer price index. Over the past 40 years, we've purchased close to $6 trillion worth of stuff from China. 
mostly low-cost products. We've purchased $9 trillion worth of products from the Pacific Rim in total. Two-thirds of that was from China. But we now have geopolitical tension with China at the highest level it's been in 40 years. We have technology restrictions being imposed against China. We have the CHIPS Act, spending $50 billion to bring semiconductor manufacturing back to the United States. China is no longer a reliable source for cheap goods. The third factor is cheap energy from Russia, enabling competitive manufacturing in Europe. We have a 600% increase in the cost of energy, which will definitely impact the cost of a new Mercedes coming from the factory in Stuttgart. When you take all three of these factors that were holding inflation low into account, none of these appear to be contributing to the continued lowering of costs. And for that reason, the supply-side costs are increasing, and the reasons for those increases are structural. They are not transitory. I believe the Fed's thesis that they can solve inflation by suppressing demand is incorrect. So we better be prepared for a much longer time period for all the central banks to figure out that they don't understand the economy. And for that reason, I believe this period of rising interest rates is going to continue for much longer than most people are predicting. And that's going to put downward pressure on pricing in real estate, both for residential real estate and commercial. The value of property is going to be dominated by the cost of capital. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. I'll talk to you again tomorrow.